Hello. If you're able to, please close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Relax your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Take another deep breath in. And another breath out. You can open your eyes now. My name is David, and welcome to Mindful Moments. I really needed that intro today. I turn my head to the right and look out of the window. And all I can see is a fine drizzle and clouds eclipsing the sky as far as the eye can see. It's August. It's supposed to be sunny. There are many stereotypes that have a little bit of truth to them. One of those is that British people love to talk about the weather. We do. And I have been waiting for the summer all year, only for it to be grey and rainy all week. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I love Mother Nature. I love the weather in all her moods. But I was really hoping for some sun. It's okay. I'm going to do the things I know I need to do to elevate my mood when the weather is bad. Because when the weather is bad, my mood does dip. I have to accept it. Because if I don't accept it, I won't do anything about it. So this week, I'm trying to do as many of the things I can to make me happy. Trying to see as many friends as possible. And trying not to let it get me down. In the last couple of weeks, I've had a big influx of followers on my social media following the 75 Hard episode and the content that I posted around it. Whenever I get new members to my community, I'll always try and do a Q&A on Instagram just so people know more about me from all the things that I've been posting and try and get some insight into the kind of person I am. So I did a Q&A and got way more questions than I was expecting. And I asked my community on Instagram whether I should just answer the questions on my Instagram stories or answer them in depth as a full podcast episode. And they were really split down the middle. I think the last time I checked, it was 51% for a podcast episode, 49% for just on the Instagram stories. So I think I'll probably end up doing both. But the thing I wanted to talk about today is one of the questions that kept recurring, or rather one of the subjects that questions kept being asked about. I was getting a lot of questions about positivity, namely my positivity. Questions such as, why are you so positive? How are you so positive? Are you this positive all the time? How can I be more positive? And one very interesting question, do you regret centering your platform around positivity? That question was very interesting to me because you never know 100% how you're being perceived. You can have a good idea of it as a creator, but you don't know 100%. So questions are very eye-opening to the way that people are looking at you. I don't center my platform around positivity. I center my platform around being myself. So someone thinking that I center around positivity is quite the compliment because it means that obviously I'm giving off quite positive energy. And I'm very happy for that. But it's also very interesting to think that I might have centered my platform around something that is so unstable because positivity is quite unstable. The way I create, and I've said this in a previous episode, 
is that I want people to always be better off for having come across me. So whether you follow me, whether one of my videos has shown up, whether something's been recommended to you that involves me, I want anyone who comes across me to go away better off than before, whether it's because they've laughed, whether it's because they felt identified with, whether it's because it's just been interesting, it's been diverting. You've had just a moment where you've enjoyed what I've done. That's the aim for everything that I create. Doesn't necessarily have to be positive or uplifting. It just tends to be that way because that's always what I'm aiming for. And I do tend to give the best parts of myself to this content because I love it so much and I love being part of this community. With that being said, I'm not always positive. I don't always feel positive. I haven't always in life felt positive. I'm in a very good place in life right now, regardless of doing things like 75 hard and pushing myself and work going well and all of those kind of things. I've done a lot of work on myself in the last year and a half. Even things like doing this podcast are evidence of that. I've grown in confidence a lot. I believe in myself a lot more. I show up for myself a lot more. So I'm in a great place and I'm able to exude a lot more positivity than I would have been able to say two years ago. But I'm definitely not always positive. I definitely feel down a lot of the time. I just tend to work through those things with better processes than I used to. So today I thought I'd just talk a little bit about positivity, why it's important, why it's hard to come across, and why it's something that really does have to be worked at. But that work and that effort is more worth it than pretty much anything. I remember when I was 12, I, in school, we had something called PSHC, which was Physical Social Health Citizenship Education. Proud of myself for remembering that. And when I was 12, just before I started puberty, we had a PSHE lesson when I was in year seven about puberty and how hormones would change our brains and how we'd grow up and all the, all the stuff, you know, you get taught in school. And I remember distinctly one clip where there was a teenage boy talking to us teenage boys saying, sometimes I'm in a good mood and they're just out of nowhere. I'm in a bad mood and it's just hormones that do that to you. And one day you'll be in a good mood and you'll just be in a bad mood for no reason the next second. And I was 12, had a start of puberty yet. And I thought to myself, there's no way that's ever happening to me. There's no way that's ever happening to me. If I'm in a bad mood, I simply won't be. <laughs> I'll just change my mind. I'll realize what's happening to me. And then I'll just stop being in a bad mood. Not true. Obviously, obviously not true. I was quickly and severely humbled by my, my strong assertion that I'd always be able to control my moods and feel however I wanted to feel. I use that example because there are many things that impact our moods, most of those things out of our control. We don't get to choose our first emotional response to things. We can condition ourselves to have different emotional responses to things and to not feel certain ways or be treated by certain things. But generally, our first emotional response to things is something that we can't control. It keeps life interesting but it's something that we can't control. So there are many things that can make us feel down. Many, many things. I actually think, and this is purely personal opinion, I think it's a lot easier to feel sad than it is to feel happy or to feel negative than to feel positive, especially as an empathetic person. If you're someone who is empathetic and cares about the feelings and emotions of other people, and you're someone who's empathetic and informed and knows of 
the suffering going on in the world and the people that are hurting and the pain that exists, it's very hard to switch off to that. It's very hard to not let that affect you and make you feel generally negative about things. You actually do have to work really hard in this world to be positive. And that in itself feels quite unfair. It feels like labor for happiness. It feels like suffering for happiness, which feels paradoxical. Really, I think one of the key things to me feeling more positive about life in general was me not seeing that as labor, but seeing as that, seeing that as effort and building towards a better level of general contentment. Because building itself isn't negative at all. I'm sitting in a building built, labored on with love to create something. I labor with love to create positivity. I work hard on feeling differently about things, on finding happiness, on making sure I know what makes me happy so that I feel more positive generally. And that is a labor of love. The biggest breakthrough I had was one of self-acceptance and realizing who I was. I am a deeply emotional and sensitive person. It's very easy to feel like those things are weaknesses. I, for a very long time, felt that those things were weaknesses. And I thought the key to being more positive and feeling happier generally was learning how to get rid of that sensitivity. And once I got rid of sensitivity, all that would remain was happiness and strength. I already thought that was the way. It seems nonsensical to me now as the person I am today. But with the things that I was taught and the way that society does tend to raise us, especially as men, I think it makes sense that I grew up thinking that way. And I'm very relieved that I don't think that way anymore. I now know that my emotional depth and my sensitivity are two of my biggest strengths. And rather than get rid of them or dismiss them to feel more positive and to feel happier, the answer really was to accept them, to grow in them and to work with them in order to find a more positive path in life. I've learned very much to listen to how I feel and not necessarily let that dictate my every action. Very hard thing to do, especially when you're as emotionally led as I am. But I've really learned to create space to honor my emotions and to feel everything that I feel whilst making sure that I still do the things that are good for me. And again, any form of, I kind of overcorrected after thinking that I should block my emotions out and learning that that wasn't good for me. I kind of overcorrected and was paying attention to every single emotion and every emotion had to be honored and every emotion had to be acted on. And that wasn't good for me either. And finding a middle ground where I could do the things that were good for me whilst still acknowledging that I felt the ways that I feel and working on that. Again, these things are all a work in progress, but working on those things was really key to be, be able to feel more positive in general. And that's where kind of the blanket over all of this is working on and working on myself and working towards feeling better are really the things that make me feel positive about life and positive on the world. Everything that you work on can be improved. Everything you can work on can be improved. And if you're willing to put the work in, everything can be better. I just feel like everything can be better automatically 
takes everything from here to here. Even the very worst things are here. So in jobs that I've had that I've hated, for example, I hate my job because I could have a better job. That's, that's how I would see it. I hate my job because I could have a job that's more suited to me. And in situations like that, I had to think, okay, I'm here because it's my decision. I applied for this job. I did the interviews. I'm sitting here because I went after this job. And it was my best option at the time. So I picked the best option for me at this time. I can't be upset with what the option is because it was the best at the time. And I did that to give myself better options in the future. So that level of acceptance and learning that I'm doing things for myself and working on myself and making sure that my actions are all work on building towards feeling more positive, add a big level of positivity to my life generally. And really, when I say I feel more positive about things in general, I feel more positive about life. A lot of that I'm trying to investigate myself as we go along. Part of the reason for doing this podcast is hopefully for us to <laughs> discover that together. Why am I the way that I am? Why do I feel the way that I feel about things? Part of me going through this journey and sharing it is because I've realized that there are things about myself I very much like. I've realized there are things about myself that people identify with. And I also want to know where they came from. I also want to know where my mindsets originated, how the experiences I've been through have shaped me as a person. And I'm really enjoying the process of sharing that with my community. I digress slightly. Back to positivity, back to feeling good. One of the things that's very necessary, as I said, is working towards positivity, building towards it. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. But it's strange. Once you open the door in your mind that tells you, I actually should be doing this for myself because this is what's right. Once that voice is on, it's very hard to switch off. And that's a good thing because that voice kind of needs to be acted on. I know there are things that make me feel better than, than, than bad. I know that there are things that make me feel good and that are good for me that are tough to do. And the only reason that I'm not doing them is because they're tough to do. Classic thing is being on my phone. You know what your parents, when you were younger, would say, it's because you're always on your phone. Right now, a lot of it is really because I'm always on my phone. And one of the things, one of my non-negotiables now is to not be on my phone last thing when I go to bed and to not look at my phone first thing in the morning. Two very simple things, seemingly very easy things. But I feel like habits based around your phone are probably the hardest to break because your phone is a constant. Everything is on there. And everything is, that's on your phone has developed algorithms to keep you interested in them, which isn't, you know, it's, it's not an evil conspiracy. It's not all these companies, in fact, are competing with each other. They're not working in tandem to always keep you on your phone. It's just that when you have all these things, when you have six social media apps that have all been developed to keep your attention, your attention is going to be on those six all the time. Those six are probably in, in competition with each other. But when you have all of them, it's very hard to break your attention away from that. Yet I know that I feel at my best when my attention isn't on them. So what do I do? I need to take my attention away. <laughs> I need to take it away. That's very hard to do. But as soon as I know that in my head, you need to be on your phone less. Acknowledging 
and listening to that voice and letting it do the work it's trying to do is something that's helpful for my general well-being and positivity. Because one of the best things about doing what's right for yourself, once you've got over that initial hurdle of it's difficult, it's tough to do, I don't really want to do this. Once you get past that, one of the best things about it is that you do have this level of satisfaction when you do what's right for yourself that you can't really get from anything else. When I put my phone down to go to bed and I've been in bed for half an hour and I've been reading or doing whatever I've been doing that's not on my phone, there's a part of me that just thinks, oh, let me just get up and go get my phone, I'm bored. And being able to ignore that voice, waking up the next day and doing about half an hour before I pick my phone up again. After I've done that, I've lost nothing, really. Like I'd never again think about the cumulative hour that I spent off my phone and I was a little bit bored. Because as soon as I had my phone, it's like my phone was never gone in the first place. But I do feel a level of satisfaction that I stuck to my word and that I did something that was good for me. Even more than the effect that it had, that actual not being on my phone has, you know, being more relaxed before I go to sleep, having a better night's sleep, etc. Even without those benefits, just the knowledge that I've done something good for myself makes me feel more positive in general. Makes me feel happier, makes me feel better. So yeah, a, a lot of positivity is connected to, to feeling better. And it's all feelings, isn't it? Life is all feelings. Everything is, everything is based on a feeling. Everything we do is based on a feeling. I think one of the most ludicrous things we've ever done is try to pretend that feelings aren't important because everybody all the time is acting on emotion. That's what humans do. That's what we do. So anything that I can possibly do to make myself feel better, I will try and do to feel more positive. All the better if it's good for me. If it's good for me and doesn't harm anybody, I'm going to try to do it. And then finally, the biggest thing about feeling more positive and being happier is paying attention to small happinesses. Anywhere that I can get a small piece of joy, I'm going to take it. It's interesting, as I said, as an empathetic person, it's very hard not to feel sadness and not to feel pain because it's to be found everywhere. It's part of life. I feel like we let sadness affect us a lot easier than we let happiness affect us. It's very easy to dismiss happiness. It's very easy to dismiss small things, small moments of joy. And that's why I make a concerted effort to make sure that I pay attention to them whenever I see them. It's important. It's super important. And there are tiny bits of life that, are, that can provide us with happiness, can provide us with joy if we're looking for them. I'm aware that this can sound so glib and so cliche as I say it. But sometimes things are cliche because they're true. Simple as that. Tiny, tiny things like when I put my watch on, for example, I love the way it feels to just pull the strap and put it on. I just love it. Love it. I put my watch on four or five times a day because I'll take it off when I cook, take it off when I do my face, my skincare routine, etc. A tiny thing like that, doing it three or four times a day and being aware of the satisfaction I get every time I put my watch strap on, that's adding to my general overall happiness. And it seems like a silly thing to do. And at first, it is a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort to do. But what is more worthy of effort than feeling good? There isn't much. There isn't much that's worthy of, more worthy of our efforts. So I really try to do that. I really try to see and find the small things 
that bring me happiness and bring me joy and take note of them and pay attention to them when they occur. And the thing is, because bad things or things that are more widely accepted as serious, I mean, for example, if I'm having job insecurity, that seems like a much bigger deal than the way my watch strap fits on my wrist. And generally it is. But it doesn't make how I feel about my watch strap unimportant. It's just in a completely different space. And in fact, those things need to exist together. For me to create a balance between me feeling bad and paying attention to the bad things and me feeling good and paying attention to the good things, I really need to make sure that I never dismiss any happiness whatsoever in whatever form it comes from. I never ever dismiss any happiness because it's hard to come by. It has to be worked for. So why would I get rid of it? Why would I let it go? I feel like I rambled a little bit today because these are all, I'm forming these thoughts. I'm, this is something I'm thinking about a lot. I said these questions on positivity only came this week, but it was the most pressing thing on my mind today. So I had to talk about it. But yeah, I think you have to work hard to feel positive. I have been working very hard to feel positive and it's nice to feel and to see that that's coming across to the people who are consuming the things I create. And life is a journey. There's more work to be done. There's continuous work to be done. And there are more ways to see the situation. There are more ways to, there are many more ways to feel. But the one thing that I really want to be the takeaway from this is that positivity can be worked towards. Feeling better can be worked towards. And it's not suffering to be happy. It's a labor of love. It's building towards general contentment. Everybody's worthy of that effort. You're worthy of it. I am too. And I'm going to continue working towards it. Thank you for being here today. Whatever you're doing this week, I hope you have a wonderful one.